Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy. Mm. Folks, today is a whole bunch of fun. We're going to talk the beach. We're going to talk Adrian Peterson versus Le'Veon Bell. We're going to talk Kyrie, talk the banning of jewels, some movie and television combos with Dumb and Dumber, Hustle, and Ozark, and UConn people sent in a mailbag, so we'll run through that. First thing you hear, though, is a little serious. Chris is going to give his thoughts on the recent Supreme Court decision. So Monday was a shit show, guys. I apologize. This is my apology from from boss man here. Uh, We didn't get the pot out on time. Part of it was because of what I'm about to talk to you about. Part of it was just because, you know, I was travel was all messed up and whatever. You don't want to hear it. The pod's going to be fun, I promise. This is like my Facebook page sometimes. I've said this a few times. First off, I don't think what what I'm saying matters. I don't think I'm any better than anybody. I'm not trying to be sanctimonious. I'm not trying to win the outrage uh, Olympics. Uh, I'm not looking for a good job, so please don't tell me good job for for being Captain Obvious here, but the fact that we're talking about a woman's right to choose in 2022 makes me feel like we're going backwards. It makes me feel like we're going back to the dark ages or something, especially in light of the fact that after Roe v. Wade got overturned on Friday, Clarence Thomas is walking out and talking about contraception and gay rights. They'll make a run at those things. They will. So I'm going to use my Facebook page today to talk about how fucked up I think things are and of course you can scroll you can scroll down your timeline I know some of you have Twitter and Instagram and that's how you share your personal beliefs but I you know because I'm nearing 40 uh, I went with the Facebook metaphor but I'm assuming if you're listening to this pod you're either a woman um, and if you're a woman I, I don't want to assume you agree with me but I'm, I'm assuming most women agree with me uh, and if you're a man um, I'm assuming you probably agree with me because most of America doesn't think what happened on Friday was the right thing. This wasn't some popular vote. This was decided by a bunch of people that got appointed, not elected, um, and who are going to sit there for 20 to 30 years just gathering dust, country run by old people, God, and money. And all three of those things are at play at once here. I mean, those are the things that run our country. Make no mistake about it. Two of them 
not necessarily even real. Old people are real, but they're not going to be here a while. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't think the framework for for the operation of America is going real well right now. And um, you know, if we we look back at a constitution that's 250 years old, um, when you really say that out loud, that that's governing the way we do things right now, I think it's wild. You can say, look how long it's sustained us. Well, not that fucking long. It's 250 years, man. Look around, you know, look around. And I think that that's what I would say to people this morning before this pot, look around, look around at the world and look how many uh, countries are outlawing abortions. There's there's go get your little country placemat and look around. There's hundreds of countries. There's like 20 something that outlaw abortions. Okay, if Clarence Thomas uh, had his choice, uh, we'd be joining the 60 something nations that, that criminalize homosexuality. We're going backwards. And I should just say this off the top. You know, we were talking about this. We have two choices. We can start the podcast and address this, uh, or we can just not because we don't want to be a downer. Everybody already knows about it. You don't need to be beat over the head with it again today. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of framed our entire week as it should. And I could assume you know how I feel, but it's important to me because you spent a lot of time listening to this podcast, getting to know me, getting to know Matt, getting to know Reed, getting to know Nate, getting to know Macon and all the guys on this podcast. It's a bunch of dudes. It's important for us to let you know how we feel and where we stand. And, um, I'll just say this. Number one, I see you. Like if you're a woman listening to this podcast, I see you. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's it's like this. Um, I know it can feel like you're probably invisible uh, because men are largely silent. I've been silent because at times I've assumed that people know how I feel. I think we need to be better. And men have had a hand in the blueprint of the world that we're living in right now since the beginning. So this is a men problem. I sat here and I started to say, it's important for us to start the show this way because of the women that are listening. And that's true. Yeah, it's important that, that y'all know where we stand. It's important to me. But it's also, it's more important actually that there's a bunch of dudes listening to this podcast. That's why it's important to say something is, um, if you're a dude listening to this podcast, I'll assume that you're like most Americans, you probably think that what happened Friday is moving backwards. But if you don't, maybe take a second to, to consider another perspective. And maybe take a second to research all the really legitimate reasons that a woman might exercise her right to choose. I think that would help. Guys, uh, we have to be better. Hey, in the sports world, we have to be better. Joe Burrow stepped up this week and said something. I know a lot of guys have said something or tweeted something, but I just have always felt like this when it came to racism, and that's something we should have talked about. We did talk about, and a lot of guys did choose the sideline in that discussion which I think was a shame, but there was an inherent pressure to say how you felt. And it became like a binary thing. Either you're talking about it or you're not. And if you're not, we'll assume something. So there was a lot of pressure and positive reinforcement in your workplace to walk into a building full of your peers who a lot of them don't look, look like you. And if you say something supportive, if you, if you use your platform, like there was a positive reinforcement there, you know, especially later on in that conversation. You know, the NFL was was in the spotlight during the racism talk because it's one of the most diverse, um, you know, places in America to come to work. And we had the Colin Kaepernick thing and the whole thing. So there was no hiding. The NFL right now is sitting in the shade. Like, the NFL really doesn't have to do anything. NFL players don't have to say anything. Pro athletes don't have to say anything. But as, like, 
some of the most celebrated men in the world, rightfully or wrongfully, like dudes love dudes that play sports. How about some of the dudes playing sports say something when it's a women's issue? And we've fallen short on that. So I apologize. Um, and I think, you know, somebody like Joe Burrow did a really good job of that. Joe Burrow probably alienated and pissed off a lot of people that really like him. And, uh, and I don't think he gives a fuck because I think he gives a fuck about what's right. And I think that's what more people should be into. So, so we need more voices, men. I don't know what we need to do. Let's go look for some directives, right? This is going to be a long battle because of this fucking gerontocracy, Matt. That's my, my hundred dollar word for the day. Because uh, because that's one third the governing body of the United States of America is old people. Then it's money. Then it's God. And we saw all those at play on Friday. And I think and and I just think it's I think we're going backwards, man. I think there's a lot of countries if we saw that they were doing the same things. As I said, look around. Look at your peers. Like look at who you are. Find your comp. Who is our player comp? <laughs> I think it'd be enlightening to look at some of the places. Where we cross on the a crossover on the Venn diagram with some of the countries that we that we really detest or that we wag our finger at because we consider them barbaric or antiquated in the way they do things. Like we're kind of looking like that. We're putting a little bit of a lipstick on a pig here in this country right now, you know, with all our money and our resources and and our sports and our entertainment and all that stuff. But like this place is going backwards. So I, I'm ashamed and and I'm sorry. This pod kind of reminds me of uh, like, if you were in the NFL, we were both in the NFL, back in the day when you had a big game, or maybe it was just a regular game, nothing on the line, just regular ass, regular season game. Then you had a short week, you get a Thursday night game, and that Thursday night game, you get your ass kicked, right? Yeah. Just get the, door, the doors blown off. Like you're doing things that are not fundamentally sound on tape. There's people that are taking the week to rest their bodies without saying it outright. You know what I'm saying? Like one we, of those games. We had a lot of those weeks. It didn't have to be a short week in Jacksonville. Yeah, as did we in St. Louis. <laughs> but I'm, when I got when I got on good teams later in my career, I, I I learned about a letdown game. Like when you're on a bad team, there's no such thing as a letdown game. I know what you're saying. Because you're constantly just fighting to survive. Yeah. But when you're on a good team and shit's going too well, you're like um you're like the dad in Talladega Nights who we were just talking about. Like, that's me with this pod today, dude. Things were going too well. We had PFT on Friday. I thought we had a great pod. We walked out of here. We were like, that pod was fun. It was awesome. Everything just kind of fell into place. Yeah. Are you on your Snapchat? No, I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of Billy Football, uh, Billy Football wants to come on the show Thursday. This Thursday? Yeah, you know who he is, right? Oh, I can't wait till he gets here. Well, he's not going to physically come oh, here. That's the letdown. Damn. I don't think he's allowed to leave New York City. But I was just saying that, you know, Billy football is coming on on Thursday, which means we have a guest for Friday, uh, and we don't have a guest for today. Like, Billy was like, I'll come on on Monday night. And I was like, I have a guest Monday night. Oh. And I was like, why don't you come in, you know, come over. I guess we could just call Billy football and see what he's up to. But no, I'm not ready for that, dude. I, I, I don't know if Billy was shocked at the intentionality that's going into the pod that, that we're going to do, but when he texted like Monday, 
And I was like, nah, let's wait till Thursday. I want to be more prepared. Can I? I bet he was surprised by the fact that I'm pretty excited about having him on. I say all that to say this, dude. We are fucked, dude. We're up Shit's Creek with no paddle. Uh, I was in New Jersey all weekend. I was at the beach with my family. It was awesome. Coming off that big win, we went on vacation, the whole thing. Like, I'll be back. We got a bye week. I'll be back on time, dude. Had all the, these travel issues. Ended up in an SUV today, driving from Ocean City, New Jersey, all the way down to Charlottesville. Came in this thing, just smoking, man. Like, just exhausted. And then we have a guest problem. You know, it I'm happens, trying to talk man. about Roe v. Wade and I'm getting fucking worked up. I had to do like six takes of that motherfucker. We're, I've been here an hour, dude. But look, the good thing is we're, we're trained for this. This is like sudden change. You know, sudden change, like in football, hey, things are going well. You're driving down the field and then okay. someone throws an interception. Okay. And you guys are thinking we're about to score. Okay. And all of a sudden... We're back on the field right now. Sudden change. Kyrie Irving opts in. We got nothing to fucking talk about, dude. <laughs> How about that? I had like a, a page of notes that was just about possible Kyrie Irving destinations, and that was going to be the bulk of, of our current events sports talk. Somebody actually called us on this shit, dude. I was on Twitter last week, as I am, and I saw a guy in the mentions under our shitting in the water social which is a real sentence that i just said oh are shitting God. in the water social it's called seabiscuit okay? with pft we were talking about shitting in the water what's it called by the way someone in the comments said it's called sea sea biscuit that's the sea that's biscuit. the act of shitting that's pretty in the funny water. oh that's pretty pft funny. called it an aqua dump well it's an aqua dump is is how i know it and pft knows it but anyways somebody in the comments was like Tell me there's no sports on without telling me there's no sports on. And that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. So, like, we're here. It is what it is. We're not going to bail on you. I could easily go home. I've been banking interviews so that, you know, July, we could take some time off. Well, here I am fucking up your Monday night. I'm not going to burn one of those interviews tomorrow. We're going to do a podcast that's current, okay? We're going to talk about what's going on right now, and that ain't much. We don't have a guest I just solicited the good people of Instagram for a mailbag. They're never disappointing on Instagram. Twitter, not so much. Twitter, something about Twitter people, they, they're just, they can't think of mailbag questions. Twitter, no. Can we rewind, yeah. rewind a little bit? I want to give props to Billy Football just yeah. for a second. For him, he has strung up a new marketing scheme. He wrote that list, made it public. Right did not have an appearance set up for this show right. and now has yeah, an appearance yeah, 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 yeah. set up he, for this I show. He's calling his shots. He's a smart <laughs> kid, which is why he needs to redirect some of that, you know, that intelligence. And maybe we can talk to him uh, Thursday about, you know, just trying not to get suspended in the future. But like, to post... It, to be so smart and be here. How did that happen, dude? But to post that, and it's so funny for him not to have an appearance lined up and to make that public and... <laughs> no, he's, he's playing chess, dude. Billy Football's playing chess. We're just playing checkers. But we'll get him on the show soon. But me and Nate, we're going to make a chicken soup right now. So I guess we could start with with everybody's weekend. Did everybody have a good weekend? People at home are like, fuck, they're talking about their weekends. I know Reed went to the beach also. Reed, what beach did you go to? It's called Barefoot Beach in Naples, Florida. My grandma bought me a plane ticket on uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. 
I was here and she was like, what are you doing this weekend? Damn, dude. Like, so this was an impromptu beach trip. Yeah, no, I had, did not have it planned. And she was just like, uh, she called me up. What are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I don't have anything planned. Shout she was like, grandma. you want to come hang out with me? And I said, no problem. My brother was down there. Saw my two cousins. It was pretty mellow. Florida is a wild place, but it was a good time. Hung Naples. out on the beach, got some sun. Yeah, no, full of old people. Hella old people, but it was yeah. a good time. Plenty of food. We ate seafood. Yeah. It was wonderful. How was your beach time? Did seafood? anybody assault you for slandering their favorite actresses? <laughs> no. Like any of the women <laughs> on the beach? Yeah, their favorite actresses. Uh, no, I was not assaulted. I threw a couple RIP Betty Whites out there, but it wasn't picked up. Yeah. No one picked up on it. Well, they couldn't hear right, very exactly. well anymore. Not your grandmother. I know right, she's no, I know sharp she as, a, super well. as, a, as a whip or whatever they say, but uh, some of the other Naples, uh, Neapolitans, right. as any, I call them. Any is, beach, that, is that correct? Any beach? Yeah. Any, <laughs> what it, is a Neapolitan? It's a type of ice, like ice cream. I know that. No, it's not. Neapolitan was, it's not just an ice cream. I think dude. it's a place in Italy. Like if you're a Neapolitan, you're from somewhere in Italy. Naples, I think. Naples, yeah. Holy shit, you guys are gaslighting me. Uh, <laughs> just stupid, not gaslighting. Any, any frisbee throwing on the beach? Yes. We yeah. did toss a couple of biscuits on the beach. We threw some plastic. You see any cold breaks on the beach? Um, I saw a tent on the beach. I thought a reed. There were a hell of tents on this beach. Evidently fornicating. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, they were all fornicating on this beach. Uh, no code breaks that I saw. There were some sneakers. Some people were running in sneakers. What is your SP SPF of choice? Is it SPF? That's right. Yeah, okay, what is your We're going to be up there in the triple digits, Nate. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, white people get a lot of skin yeah. cancer. It, does it go to triple digits? I've only seen 70. I got 70 in my last trip. Oh, it goes to triple digits. Mine is in, in my scientific notation. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> in my neighborhood, it goes. <laughs> Are you serious, though? Yeah, dude. What's have the highest have you used? Fucking guys essentially with you can get zinc? 100 if you get like specially made for sensitive babies, which is all I'll use. Which is all of us. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was reading about the leading causes of death in the car. For, oh uh, for why guys, American men? Well, it was just on my timeline. It was like, uh, hey, if you if you're an American man, you might be having a lot of fun, but not oh, for long because you article. live eight years longer in like in like Norway and Japan and all those places. So it's eight years, years look, dude. we drink excessively and have lots of stress and don't exercise. Yeah, dude. And here's the okay. So back in the day when I'd hear that we were like losing a year or six months. Uh, to like Japan or something, or maybe my statistics were fucked up. But I was like, that's not a big deal. Like losing a couple months of your life over a lifestyle isn't a big deal, but eight years, man. Have you seen the show? Like, I think it's called A Hundred Ways to Die. Have no, you ever seen dude. that? No. I think for content, that's what we should do and do reacts to that because you like stuff like that. You think about that. And I it's do. like all, like, it's like a show that's like real ways people died, but it's like, I've, like, I think the stuff about that dying, you think about hey, that, that, that that people be like, yeah. yo, that wouldn't happen, and you're like, no, no, I can see this happening. <laughs> You'll see. Name a show. thing I probably thought about that realistically happening. It's not like I live my life much differently, but uh, you know, uh, I'm definitely thinking about things like lightning strikes more than others. My girlfriend seen a bear crossing the highway, getting off the Richmond exit about four days see, ago. But that's not going to bother me at all because we've <laughs> talked about this. Black bears. <laughs> I don't can't remember the last time one killed. I think uh, I think the Ramirez twins have killed since a black bear killed someone, dude. So they don't kill people, dude. They're they're weak. 
But anyways, I'm lightning strikes, more sensible things I'm afraid of. Lightning strikes, like a falling branch. Statistically, that kills a lot of people. But mm-hmm. according to this article, it's mostly heart disease. So uh, you want to watch mostly everything you're doing right now. <laughs> As an American man, dude. <laughs> the only thing for me is I was like, well, you know, like I do smoke a joint a day it's or good for two joints a day. It's good for your heart. Yeah. You, they, you exercise at least. I exercise. But I was like, if I'm hitting my vape pen, that's not doing anything technically because <laughs> the, <laughs> the next tweet in the chain, it's got some asshole vaping. And I'm like, <laughs> So that's the new age way to die for an American male is vaping, dude. At least guys look cool as fuck killing themselves back in the day, like smoking a cigarette on a steel beam that's hanging 300 feet above like the mm-hmm. New York City skyline. That looked dope to rip a dart when your guy was it Len Dawson? Just be happy. Was ripping a dart in in that looked cool, dude. Really cool. Yes, that was killing us, but it looked fucking cool. Vaping doesn't look like a cool James way. James Dean with the cigarette hanging off his lip. Put a jewel in James Dean's mouth. He looks like a fucking. <laughs> he looks like a simp. I, I'm I'm worried about what's gonna happen to all these people. Just gonna have to stop jeweling cold turkey because they just took it off the market. You know, Nate, that's a really good thought, man. And like jewels, really, when they hit. Like, and what you're saying, as you're saying, it doesn't look as cool. For a lot of people, it did look cool because jewels, like, they were all over. Like, and it's... You got to watch out for these jewels, man. I think it was was marketed to the younger crowd. You can't just sweep the rug out from the jewelers at once. It has to be like, there has to be a national action plan. Like, Joe Biden has to launch a national de-escalation plan for jewelers. And it, and it started... It's got to be like a month, and then you have like... How do they... What are? What, well, and for you fiends out there, you can still get it because the jewel company asked for an appeal so they can still sell it while that appeal is going so on. So hold on, Nate. I know, hold that thought. But like, what the fuck is a jewel in actuality? It's just a... It's a vape, but it's a, just it's with a nicotine? It's a, it's a certain type of pod, but... I think it was the initial one that, I remember got, some, that got got that got like all the kids yeah. and everyone really hooked. Yeah, and they started like the flavor, the flavor rush and having the different flavors, yeah. which really yeah. got everyone hooked. And it's they the same first, thing as yeah, flavoring cigarettes. And they first like they did with the cigarettes and the blunts and stuff. They cut out, hey, you can't you can't sell any flavors. Yeah, so they were just selling menthol yeah. or whatever flavor, and it's still is running rampant and i think now they're trying to shut it down all the way but i don't know we're we're gonna see if it goes anywhere but i'm worried to see what happens like hey if people can't if it's you know, something you know where, how they do fruits and that sort of thing they flavor cigs and they flavor darts with like you you do like a or a blunt with a certain they never go like teriyaki <laughs> that is true be delicious. I know we can't do that anymore, but I feel like we really could have cornered the market on like that's so funny you said more that. savory jewels. You know what I mean? Like why stop at a strawberry? No, that's a great point. I think blunt wraps you can still get flavored, right? Maybe, yeah, so maybe teriyaki to, flavor. Yeah, yes, somebody sir. needs to hit up White that. Owl and say I need a teriyaki fucking banana. Banana. So yeah, dude. <laughs> Anyways, man, I don't know what a jewel is. I remember somebody was like, I was vaping, and somebody was like, is that a jewel? And I was like, fuck you. 
Do you think I would smoke a fucking little electronic cigarette? While you're vaping, though. Yeah, I know. It's really like a little bit no different. I, I know, I, but I, mine's mine. I'm getting I'm getting THC in mine, not just nicotine, bro. Go pack a dip, like a fucking like a man. When I was teaching, I used to like have to go to parent Jewelry. symposiums about jewels because it was like this crisis for all their kids. It was not really a big deal. Bro, the we were dipping skull. Like now it was cherry, Matt, but we were way ahead of these kids. Now, like we could definitely kick these kids' asses. They're jeweling. I remember I had Copenhagen straight yep. for a stretch in high school, and these kids are vaping. Oh, I just remember something. Packing your first dip? Yeah, you started. You, it was I with gave you. you your first dip? You absolutely did. And I threw up in the bathroom on my official visit, had to hide in the bathroom while everyone's playing Madden competitively out, out there. <laughs> <laughs> having a you're good time to, you're listening to people, Bri Brian people, Westbrook catch a people knocking on pass. people knocking on the door trying to get in to use the yeah. bathroom during a party yeah. and I'm the guy in there yeah I'm using the bathroom <laughs> yeah in there throwing up my guts but the buzz is good huh that first one it was too good I was sitting in there watching you guys play Madden yeah. with redacted Asa Chapman <laughs> You can't say redacted and say the guy's name. And I just remember Come everyone back. in there playing, and I'm sitting on the couch, and the last thing I heard is, make sure you don't swallow <laughs> as a little bit is falling down the back of my throat. <laughs> and... Like five minutes later, the room just starts spinning. You look like the crab. Oh my goodness! In the SpongeBob GIF. Yep, crusty yes. crab. Yes, like everything was double, triple. Oh, I had to lay down my first one. I had to just lay down. No, like if I if I wasn't on my official visit trying to fit in and feel cool yeah like i definitely would have laid down i already had got dropped off by clint yeah. to you yeah. so i felt some type of way about that i'm like dang my host just took <laughs> took took his little took the little host money and dropped me off <laughs> and told me yo you'll be fine hang with them <laughs> so clint had somewhere to be so for the people listening clint our roommate who's now a virginia coach he had somewhere to be yep so he left and just left you with me because yes. he wanted to go hang out and he didn't want to, <laughs> he didn't want to be encumbered by you. And so he dropped me off. And so you must have been fun to now, be around. So now I'm like, I got dropped off. Everyone's dip, packing a dip. Asa put a dip in, so he's a recruit. And I'm like, well, if he's putting a dip in, I got to put a dip in. But little did I know, Asa is from Virginia, from the South. He dips all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, something yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like, okay. Yeah, somebody's like, Nate, how was your visit? You were like, man, they were white-boying down there. <laughs> oh, man. Threw up in the bathroom for like 15 minutes. I think I took a shit, too. <laughs> and <laughs> Good to know. But I think I, I think I rallied because you guys like you guys made me and like I I, I, I didn't tell anybody. So yeah. it was just like, yo, I can't not drink. Who are you going to tell? Like, every, you're telling everybody you meet? Where are you from? Connecticut. How's the visit been? Well, I've been just the last two hours I was vomiting. I'm from New York. Stop fucking saying Connecticut. <laughs> when do you say that? Yeah. You don't like that shit. But I, my first cigarette now ever, 13 years old, my parents decided to take us to Bald Head Island, 
which is a bad idea because on Bald Head Island, there were golf carts. So when you increase teen mobility, teen things happen. You know, golf carts safe enough to let your kid go whip it around the island that has no cars on it, but not safe enough to ensure that I'm not going to come back with some darts. And I just remember, same thing as the dip, just laying down on the ground for probably a solid hour and a half. It was just things were spinning. It was a crusty crab moment as well. And I can't remember if that was before the dip or the, the Siggies, but there needs to be a de-escalation plan for these jewelers, man. But it's scary because the jewelers... It's gonna be like the purge out here. The jewelers were the same kids that were eating Tide Pods. You know so, in Ocean City this weekend where... <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it I, I, I literally, I still, that still like is living rent free in my head. The fact that that was a trend to eat Tide Pods. What do you think the most <laughs> fucked up thing we did was? I mean, I I'm, felt guilty for, for masturbating to stills. Kids are out here eating detergent, fucking, yeah, fucking smoke. They had to invent a new way to smoke cigarettes. I understand, like it's it's hard to get caught. We were downloading on LimeWire and BearShare. I feel like we did cool shit like revolutionize the music scene. Like I'm, I'm literally trying to think. <laughs> they did jewels. I, I don't even know like what what kind of stuff like we were doing because. We weren't even like the donut era and stuff like that in cars, like doing crazy stuff in cars. I don't the think. Donut era. Like, th like no, if I you think watch, you had to live in like California. Yeah, it's probably that's car. probably like a uh, yeah a regional thing. But Riverside. I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything that you can compare to eating Tide Pods. No. What did we do that was fucked up back in the day? Normal. I'm talking about trends. I, I'm yeah, talking about like, like national trends. <laughs> Furbies. <laughs> Yo, that's how fucking wholesome we were, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Furbies were like, oh, it's a stuffed animal that moves, dude. I had a Furby. Yeah, it, it's not enough for these kids. <laughs> they're fucking the stuffed animals, probably. Oh, they're my just goodness. fucking. They're different. These kids are different out here, man. Yeah, they are. I'm not being that serious. If you if you're listening, you have a teenager. Your teenager's fine. Anyways, we were at Kyrie or the beach. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about the beach this weekend, man. I am a uh, beach stock is up. Okay, for me, been to Ocean City a, a number of times, uh, New Jersey. My in-laws have a place up there. Uh, shout out to Joe and Rob, but it's a great spread. They have everything, man. Like when I'm there, I feel like, you know how people stereotypically talk about their in-laws? I would hope they're not listening, so I'm not kissing their asses. <laughs> but like, I love my in-laws, man. They're fun. They got a fucking Keurig that, that does like liquor drinks, dude. That's lit. Yeah, slurig is what I was calling it, bro. You ever seen one of these things? You just, no, hey, here's awesome. in a pod, there's a Long Island iced tea. You just pop that thing in there. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, I opted for like uh, Jack and, and Ginger, but it looked cool as shit. Um, they they also mule one? Huh? So you can make a quick Yeah, Moscow dude, whatever mule? you want, dude. That's fire. Whatever you want. What's it called? See, like, that's where you have to use your influence. You have to. Slurig. <clears throat> that's the name of it? No. That's what I'm saying. You you don't use your marketing. You want me to shout it out? Yeah, they might send us one. We can make drinks. Yeah, the, the season's coming up. You yeah, know, dude, we're, really, we're in here. We're in here on Monday yeah. nights going live. You're a volume shooter with this marketing. Hey, stuff. Hey man, like you know, I'm just trying to yeah. keep it. You're trying to keep yeah. it going. Well, anyways, this thing's awesome. You know, at night we watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Like me and my in-laws, it's fun as shit. It, you know, 
uh, and and we in fact we watched the most recent season, and I was catching up on a little bit of that. Have you seen it yet, Matt? I have. Okay, so I had only watched the first couple, and I was picking it back up, and you know we were watching the uh, the the middling episode where like if you're at a dinner party, so basically there's a dinner party, and Larry David. Yeah, not everybody is equipped to be the middle of the social scene. Yeah, Larry's sitting on the fringes of the table, and one of his buddies is in the middle of the table, and the dinner party is just crashing and burning because the guy can't facilitate a great conversation. He can't spread the ball around. He can't facilitate a great conversation. So Larry calls time out in the middle of the dinner and is like, we need a new middle. And I never thought about this. This is very smart. Is it not? Like, dinner parties can be very uncomfortable, but the wrong people are in the wrong place. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but only Larry's a big enough asshole to tell somebody to move. I mean, he called timeout and just like shot it straight. Yeah. I mean, like, and so I thought it was a great concept. Anyways, the next day, uh, we're having dinner and we're like, who's going to middle? You know, the whole thing. And I'm not going to say who had to middle, but my father in law called timeout <laughs> and, and put me in the middle. <laughs> uh, so lo and behold, all I could think of right on the spot was, what's everybody's favorite water? Because I was tweeting about that hours earlier. I guess Twitter, if you're really good at it, is kind of like being in the middle at a dinner table, right? Like if you're really getting the impressions and that sort of thing. But I come to find out my wife likes uh, Aquafina. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Two for three dollars. Yeah. Usually. So. Uh, a liter. I, I actually made a divorce joke. <laughs> like right there at the Edgy. table as, as i should right that stuff tastes terrible but no but maybe you guys are meant for each other because your list was disrespectful like because most people can't afford that water <laughs> yo no because fiji is way is the best water it's the best water and it's not cheap either so like oh i didn't know even... i didn't know because i was i was expecting for sure somebody to say this is really like if somebody here, people are fucking weird. Somebody could rank their top five favorite McLarens online, but if I rank my top five favorite waters and I want to fork over a little bit more for Aquapana, I'm some fucking elitist. Yeah, I drink expensive water. Yeah, no. you don't have to say a yeah. two door Hyundai is like one of your top five cars. Like, right? What the fuck? I'll drink whatever the fuck water I want. Matter, matter of fact, I'm made up of seventy percent water. So, like, very literally, it's a great investment. You can't say you don't like the new Drake album and Aquapine to be your number one water. What do you that's, mean, that's what, that's what you're drinking on the resort it, with looking at palm trees is Aquapine listening to the Drake album. Well, so, you know, I had this did this podcast with Dave Damashek a long time ago, um, and we talked about a concept that I think I thought up called system bands. We actually were just talking about this. System bands are bands that that are only good in a time and a place. Like, mm -hmm. you're a system artist. It's like, only good when it's the right time. And Drake, this new album is a system album to a T. If I've gotta be at a luxury resort, like enjoying drinking, that album. Drinking Aquapina. Aquapina? Whatever it's called. I'm not drinking any Aquapina, bro. <laughs> What's it called? Got me fucked up. What's it called? Aquapana. Aquapana. Aquapina's yeah. a little Oh <laughs> yeah. Aquapana sounded Aquapana. like. <laughs> <laughs> what aquapina no that reminds me of that there's a freudian slip you were thinking about uh pina coladas if i'm yeah. drinking yeah if i'm if i got to be drinking aquapana at the at, in the caribbean to enjoy drake's album by the way i'm 37 and i'm white what am i dancing for dude what am i dancing for because you're alive why not who well, says you can't dance that's not how i celebrate <laughs> um 
But yeah, dude, Fiji, man. I, I'm sorry to underrate it. It's the top six water. What do you want me to do? There's so many waters out there. I guess. I left so many waters off to put Fiji on. Fiji should be appreciative that the king mentioned them in his top six. You left off aquahydrate. Anyways, that was one time I felt like I was on the spot, being in the middle at the dinner table, but I did a pretty good job. And then the other time was, all right, gun to your head, proverbially, read, you've got in-laws, let's just say. I'm not cool. going to give you a profile of what they're into, but let's say they're, they're white people. Sounds good. You're on the back porch. Everybody's catching a buzz. It's awesome. Everybody's having a good time. <laughs> uh, they're like, hey, you did so good being in the middle. Why don't you DJ, you know? Yeah. And you're like, fuck. At this point, I've been just assaulting my pen. Speaking of vaping. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, you know, when you're the DJ, you got to be a song ahead, man. Right. That's the thing about these DJs. They're not just pressing next song, dude. Right. You got to read the room. You know, it's you need to be more agile than anything. You don't have a playlist ready for this moment? I don't have a back porch with my in-laws in Ocean City fucking what? half stoned out of my mind. You just throw Cotton Eye Joe on. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> Bang, you're dead. Okay, Nate's dead. There's two people left in here now. Okay. I have. Sorry, Nate's dead. <laughs> Hold on. All right, I got a gun to your head. What are you playing? Oh, so here's what happens. You're on a real roll, and the music stops, and you're so enthralled with whatever conversation you're into because it's electric. You love your in-laws. You love the people on the porch. You love your lovely wife that you don't hear the deafening silence for 40 seconds. Right. And, and somebody says, Chris, we need a song. Pop quiz, hotshot. What do you do, Reed? Dear Mr. Fantasy, traffic. Oh! <laughs> I would throw that. See, this is what I do. I have a yes, playlist. Dude. It's called Dat New New on Spotify. Go follow it. It's hype. It is not separated into rap, into it's you know, play rock, God anything. <laughs> I was setting the scene. It's, it's white people on the beach. <laughs> no, drunk. it's not. It's, no, we're not drunk. We're not. I'm the only one that's high, dude. Me, me. I'm just. I'm. I'm just. It's Sunday evening. I'm just. It's my Sunday evening. I'm just. People have a cocktail, but anyways, like it's tough. So, dear Mister Fantasy would be. Yeah, dear Mister Fantasy traffic. Damn, it's that's great, good. And I mean that buys you time to queue up a couple more. And everyone's just like, ooh, you know, the first like 30, 45 seconds are nice, like great song. Yeah. And then that could launch into some music conversation. Yes. Aaron and and everyone night. could just sit and enjoy. What'd you say? Aaron and I, Phil Collins. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is good. Keep going. This is good. This is good. Nate is he's at his uh he's at his in-laws house. No, 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 no. Save not at mine. No, that, no if, you're, if you were a white time. guy and you had like, you know, you're yeah, like, like those are those are the bangers for you guys. Okay, keep going. So we got Phil Collins and Cotton Eye Joe so far. Bang, bang, you're dead. Twice. Um. <laughs> Divorced. <laughs> Sweetie, can we talk inside? That, that sort of thing, dude. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, man. I'm trying to think what else. It's quiet out here, Nate. We need a song. Dang. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be good at this. No, I mean, it's just it's challenging. I went, I went, uh, I think I went more than a feeling. I think I went more than a feeling. <laughs> I think I went. Let me make sure of that, because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I went more than a feeling. Is that Boston? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was more than a feeling. 
<laughs> Matt, what are you doing? You've had time to think. No, I would just throw on a Grateful Dead jam that's extended so that I can have some time to think of the next tune. And that's what I usually do. I always start with the Almond Brothers. If I'm outside and I want to get the, the, the shit popping and I'm with my friends, not an in-law event, but a day drinking or day whatever you're doing event, yep, say you're blue, on the water. This guy would be perfect. No, Matt. <laughs> I, I raise you Mountain Jam. 24 minutes long or Ooh, jessica because it's there's yeah. no words it's yes. it's just an instrumental and that's great because words can make yeah words yeah. can make you feel funny if exactly. people are listening to the words that you just put on spotify but i'm playing chess here because i'm going 24 minutes right. of mountain jam live i think it's the fillmore yep amazing hold up Gun to your head, you're at a black barbecue, and you're on, and you're on the aux. What are you playing to start off? It was off? all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. You're starting with juicy. Okay. You may be, you're, you're still alive. Okay. What my you- life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Uh, come on, dude! It's a day drinking party. We're all rich. Give me, give me, give, come on! I'm just—I don't have a plan here. Stream of consciousness. I'm hitting it out of the park so far. No, I don't know. I don't know about that second. Okay, redeem yourself. What's the How third song? How old are the people? You, you. I gave you a, a specific demo. I said sixty and white. You're just saying black people. I don't think black people are monolithic in their music taste. I don't think they're giving us the ox chord either. No, they're not. <laughs> Matt is definitely probably right with that. Definitely probably right. But if you got the chance, I guess those first two, but you're out of there after that. If you're going to be harsh on me. Computer love. If it's a good time event where we're drinking outside, I don't think I'm getting run off the stage yet. Okay. Yeah, dude. Okay. Would Bob Marley play? Depends on the crowd. Got to read the. You got to read the crowd. Marvin Gaye. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question, but I figure it would. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into some trouble here, but I feel like I'm three not- songs deep without getting run out of the facility. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is making me what you call this is this is like this is like maybe like content gold. Is it bringing a white guy to like a, a black cookout no. and, and putting them like secretly on the aux and see how long it takes? Oh, that's for, good. See how sweating. long it takes for people to be like, what? Like who? Who's who's on the music? That's because really you never good. want that. Like if you if the music's going all night yeah. and no one turns to be like, who's the DJ? Yeah. That means you're doing a good job. But yeah. as soon as two or three songs cut and it's just kind of like it's a lot of pressure DJing. That? It's a lot of pressure DJing. Whatever you're DJing, man. Yeah, that's that's tough. What what? Okay, you're you're at a uh, what you just described. <laughs> no, I was just co- combating no, I, what I, you I'm said. I'm serious. How how far off are we? Oh, you're probably you're what probably you going, doing well. What are, what are you going with? Um, I think Juicy is is. I think that was a good start. Yeah, dude. For I'm, sure. I'm I'm playing Juicy and I'm and I'm calling in an emergency. I'm gonna have my wife call me and say that something's wrong, and then I have to leave. Leave on Juicy. You definitely get invited back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But Just stop while you're at, quit while you're ahead. Yeah, but at, see, the reason why I said Cotton Eye Joe, at the black cookouts... Not that Juicy you can, is a deep you cut, can, dude. I'm just saying. I'm you, just a safe cut. You can get the party started, like, with the electric slide, 
like there's no a lot of dude. there's a lot of different dance dance songs that a ton can of really different get, ways we could go here get, get things going yeah I've, i got a lot of vinyl and shit <laughs> the beach is cool i rode in a surrey have you ever seen a surrey they probably have it didn't you grow up in a boardwalk town Surreys, they're like the bicycles that five people can ride at once. Oh, they're all pedaling together. Oh, yeah, okay. did that. Did some Rita's Rita's water ice. Went to a water park. Wait, 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 wait. How how many people were on the bike? Is it a Surrey if it's more than just one? If it's like two? Multiple. It's multiples. Multiple. Yeah, it's multiples. And then uh, I ate like an I, I ate a lobster roll and had an icy for lunch. I think that's what everybody does at the beach. They they do shit like that on the boardwalk all day. So I had ten ten out of ten boardwalk experience beach experience ocean city is is a great place so one piece of sports news that we almost talked about for the entire podcast we'll see we'll give it a go Kyrie Irving he's opted in we were going to do 30 minutes on hypothetical you know we were going to do the most brilliant list man it really was this this would have been a segment to end all segments it would have been the best destinations for content when it came to Kyrie Irving because Kyrie had this little short list I mean certainly there could have been a dark horse but the the bottom line was he had to decide whether he was going to opt in on his deal by what the 27th yeah I think so for 37 million 37 million books and it's not like he had any leverage so it kind of felt like to me this was maybe going to happen unless he really wanted out and go make like what'd you say six million yeah a year there was and, crazy speculation that he would sign the mid-level deal with the lakers for six million but he's not leaving 30 mil on the table yeah normal, i mean you can burn all the sage you want man that 30 mil is 30 mil normal people in the world keep going but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow irving told the athletic tony saragusa just said that go not where there is a path Go where trail. there is no path and blaze a trail and, and leave, a trail. leave a trail. Yeah, Tony Saragusa. That's right. Irving had uh, he had until five p.m. on Wednesday. Yeah, to so, decide. So he decides to choose the road less traveled, which is interesting because somebody who opted out of that deal like ten years ago, that would have been the quote you could have used then. Uh, but <laughs> now it's like totally different, right? Um, you you use that take the the yellow wood quote uh or some iteration of it when you actually stay with your team for more money like people want to leave so bad they'll leave for less money it's funny dude i was thinking about this and i'm a knicks fan and I, they're talking to jalen brunson and i know Kyrie's one of the best players on the planet if he's healthy and he's, if he's locked in or if it's the most important thing to him and i respect whatever's the most important thing to Kyrie. So I'm not mad about Kyrie not loving basketball sometimes it seems more than he loves other things. I don't know that I would have been excited about Kyrie on the Knicks because it just feels like purgatory. It just feels like a tease. You're just like, God damn, the the 36 games he's going to be on the floor and not doing something else. I'm going to be so excited, but I I can't. I love Brunson. Obviously, everyone will want Kyrie, but it's just – it's up in the air with him, and for a fan of the Knicks, give me that short you, thing. You want, yeah, we want something that's gonna be. Hey, we know we're gonna get a good game from him every night. NBA now. heads are just ripping us right now. So what? To this pod, it doesn't matter. They're like, no, you don't. You don't. But here, here's the deal. Like Jalen Brunson's a good player, 
and I, I don't mean any disrespect by that, but it is amazing how far Kyrie's fallen to where we're like, yeah, the Knicks are on the list, but they're just in the middle of negotiation with Jalen Brunson. Kyrie's better than Jalen Brunson objectively. Yeah, for sure. But he's just a huge gamble right now because you don't know how many games he's going to play. What I didn't want was like a bunch of, you know, like the people that came over to the Nets to be Nets fans to come be Knicks fans. Like, no, you don't get to fucking cut the line and like be grandfathered in for in 2046 when they actually make a run at a title. Like, I want to be the only Knicks fan. I don't need new Kyrie Knicks fans. Like, don't muddy the waters so we can earn a four seed and lose in the first round. And I, I do think Brooklyn is actually the most interesting destination from a content perspective. You got Ben Simmons there. You got Kevin Durant there. Steve Nash still there. Like, missed expectations past few years. I mean, they got good players. Okay, okay, okay. I hear you, but hear me out on this. Westbrook, little flippy flop there. Westbrook in some sort of a, you know, a sign and trade deal. Uh, Westbrook up to New Jersey. You get Westbrook and Ben Simmons. I'm not taking Westbrook for the anything. whole year. Is just Westbrook yelling at Ben Simmons. I'm not taking Westbrook like right in his ear, dude. I'm not taking him <laughs> like right for in his like on a soapbox to get up there to be able to yell in his ear, just screaming in his fucking ear, calling him soft. That would have been Westbrook in uh, and Westbrook not hitting any shots. I mean, I don't know. That would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty good. I have a question for yeah. you. Have you? seeing an athlete get so ticked off by something like the Westbrook in the West blank situation. Yes, all the time, dude. Like something that, that yeah. small. Have you ever seen Chris Everett and Jim Rome? <laughs> Other, yes, that, that's, <laughs> I've seen that. What, what yeah, was he calling him? Christine or something? He, no, he called him Chris Everett. It's Jim it's Everett. Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim Everett. That's what I mean. He said, yeah, Jim call Everett. Chris yeah. one more time. I bet you don't do it. I bet I do. Because Chris, Chris, Chris was a, is a tennis, tennis player. player. Chris Everett, female tennis player. Yeah, dude. And and Jim was not having that, dude. Jim turned into Jimbo real quick, dude. In a in a sport coat, but a like, blazer. He he's the slowest neutralization of Jim Rome. But as an ex athlete, how do you feel about like Westbrook kind of like? showing that card like hey like if you really don't like me and you want to piss me off you can you can say i miss shots you can you can pull this card yeah and best believe you're going to get a, a certain reaction and for some guys they love that yeah. they, they love that and i think about like someone like when kevin garnett was playing you don't think Kevin Garnett would say that like at the tip off of a game if he was playing against him Dude, at this day and age? Listen, the guy in 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 Hustle, Anthony Edwards' character in Hustle. How great been, is that? He would have been like strong like bull, Westbrook. <laughs> with that fucking smirk is right. so funny. We'll talk about that movie in, in a little bit, I'm sure. But all it tells me is that that's been being that's been used for like a while, right? Like people used to call him that back in the day. It's just it shows me that he's at probably his breaking point with this shit. Like we have hit rock bottom. You but know, what whatever rock bottom is for him, he's just not dealing with this shit. But anymore, what does that dude. do for you as a GM thinking about bringing someone like that onto your team right now? Like, does that concern you? Because that's Bro, so somebody, small. That's bro, so small that like I I can see like literally a. a 
if you're going to the Celtics, I can see everyone in the stands holding or Portnoy or someone making Westbrook brick shirts and everyone wearing yeah, it. Yeah. Like, what does that do for you? Or what is that like? How does that make you like, like, does that worry you? Like, hey, our guy's not going to be able to perform tonight or focus. I don't think it's that. I think it's more why he's giving that the time of day. I mean, that there's a reasons that that that's become annoying I mean, to him. He's, he's heard almost it out enough. of the league. Like, his career's fallen off a cliff. Like, no team wants him. No team will trade for him. He's close to being literally out of the NBA. It was bizarre watching uh, Darwin Ham, our friend. Uh, he's going to really help that Lakers offense evolve. It was weird watching him give Westbrook all that love, and Westbrook was like standing in the room listening. Did you see that in the, in oh, the yeah. opening Super press conference? Super awkward. They like introduced the new coach, and he's he's there at the press conference and like doing the thing you would want from your like quote unquote star player making max money. But the elephant in the room is nobody really wants him there. Well, and you, it's just gotten so bizarre that I'm watching. I'm like, this is just to drive the trade value up, right? And that sucks, dude, because Westbrook has been one of the most exciting players like of our generation. He's a triple-double machine, even if the efficiency is not great. like He just plays with reckless abandon and a ton of emotion, but that stuff doesn't – it's you know, it's like the conversation we had with Baker. Like His public approval rating went way down when he started playing poorly. I'm not comparing him and Russell Westbrook, but none of that stuff I just alluded to matters now. People are just going to make the Westbrook joke, and that's how tough – uh, sports fans are and that's how tough the media is and if you don't like hearing it the only way to get people to stop is to make shots like and you can fucking scare people like I'm sure there's some people like I'm not gonna make a joke now I'm not gonna make that joke because I don't want to get into an altercation with Russell Westbrook you know like I'm not afraid of anybody but I'm just like why would I want to like tweet that joke and now be in a Twitter argument with it's just stupid so I think what Russ is doing is just trying to get people to like chill out a little bit with that but it also lets you know that he's fucking being bothered by that too. So I don't know, man. Like Matt said, he's the NBA head. It sounds like his career is not in as good a shape as it obviously was. Yeah, I think he's going to have to play this season out with the Lakers. I don't really see what else they can do. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Forgot to talk about the uh, Adrian Peterson and uh, Le'Veon Bell fight that's uh, going to happen at the Crypto Center. Yeah, who do you think will be the favorite? I think anybody that did the switch thing is probably the favorite. I feel like Adrian Peterson is like a sixty a 60s military dad. Didn't you say he has like really heavy hands when he shook your hand or something? Okay, Adrian Peterson has the heaviest, like firmest handshake I've ever felt. So, Oh, you don't... Like, you, I, yeah. You I, don't have to tell me because I, I experienced it. And unfortunately, the national championship, right? I yes, yeah. I did not get the grip 
that I wanted because I went in for the homie dap mm. and he went in for the military dad. What are you playing on his fucking back porch? <laughs> and listen. What if he's your in-laws? Yo, you're fucked. <laughs> bro. Bro, he caught my hand and he, he didn't let me regrip. So he just squeezed like my four fingers together. <laughs> kind of like. Hey, like shake my hand like a man <laughs> and didn't let me go. And then that was just the meeting. This is at the national championship Sooners versus Florida Gators. Bro, it's just incredible. Like I'm, I'm trying to imagine that the, the struggle on your face. We're in, in the lobby whole, of what, whatever process, bro. When you go for a dap, somebody goes for a handshake, vice versa. It's bad. But when it's Adrian Peterson, and then he squeezed the life out of your hand. It ruined, it like, it, it ruined, it ruined, it ruined my my day at the time because I remember tapping you. Be like, we were drunk. I'd be like, bro, did did he? Did you just see him squeeze my hand like that? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, you were like, yeah, he does it to everyone. And I was just like, yo. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't like it, go fight him at the crypto center. That's what had. That's what this fight is over. You know how we found out that Jock Peterson got slapped over fantasy um, football this weekend. I joked that the uh, if that brawl in the Angels Mariners game was over fantasy football, we need an E sixty. Uh, but it, you know, Adrian Peterson uh, shook Le'Veon Bell's hand too fucking hard. That's all this is about. Get Le'Veon's back. fighting for free. Get back. Hey, it's going but, down. It's going down at the crypto center, which makes a lot of sense. I think I do have Adrian Peterson though. I you think got that. I think Adrian it's Peterson. It's volatile. I'm not saying there's not upside, but it's volatile. I think just the way, like also to how angrily he runs. Yeah. If it goes to any testament of him having hands, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have. I also think Le'Veon Bell might be a Floyd Mayweather type where he's super patient because if we've seen the way he runs, he's real patient. Sometimes you're watching Le'Veon Bell run. And you're like, damn, this is boring as fuck for like six seconds. And then next thing you know, he's out the game oh. for 26. So you think he's going to be kind of like a, I think he could a, be. Ropa, a rope of dope I and then throwing a few like nice hard mm. shots, ring yeah. Adrian Peterson's bell a little bit? Yeah, well, I think it'd be kind of hard to ring Adrian Peterson's bell. And that's what I'm, and that's, <laughs> that's honestly like the Liberty what, bell, dude. That's <laughs> that bell what, has been <laughs> around, dude. So that's what I think too. I, I honestly feel like, Adrian Peterson can probably take a strong hit on his chin. Just Bro. thinking about football-wise, like when you're a running back, you probably get he, he hit would right under you. your chin a lot. Would, yeah, Adrian Peterson's going to Kimbo slice you. <laughs> if that's all you got, then it's over. It's over. You remember that in the backyard? Yes. When Kimbo got hit and that big, strong dude, fucking muscle-bound as shit, even bigger than Kimbo. Backyard, just thumping, dude. Thumping. Guy, he said, hit me, bro. He hit him in the face. Dumb and dumber. We'll talk about it in a second. Remember the doggy bag scene? It was a lot like that, with minus the falling down. That's all you got. It's over. Yes, it is, because at that point, I'm exiting the backyard, and whatever the purse was for fighting Kimbo Slice or Adrian Peterson is, it's not worth it. You hit a guy like that, he doesn't move his face, and that's how I think it's going to go with uh, Adrian Peterson. He gets hit in the face. We're going to find out how strong his chin is. I think it's pretty strong. Shout out to our old teammate, Ja Courtney Williams, who's in the a boxer. Yeah, he's yeah. a boxer. Just yeah. want to give him some love. Yeah. He's he's coming up in the rankings. Hopefully, he has a long career. Shout but out to I, Arturo out, Gotti. Yeah, shout out. But my, mainly, anyone who's 
going from football, bashing your head with football, <laughs> to stepping in the ring. Financial advisors love that. <sighs> like, I just wish the best for you. <laughs> they just do, dude. <laughs> with health. They do, man. You're like, you're like, what are you thinking about doing in the next chapter? Here I have some emerging markets and this. Uh, uh, nope. I'm thinking about boxing. You want to put it in? No, yep. Nope. I'm going to. You want to flip houses? Nope. So this retired athlete's boxing thing is not going away anytime soon, do you think? Think about it. Is there somebody you wouldn't pay, like, casually? Like, I'll put 50 cents on two construction workers fighting, dude. That's human nature. That's what's wrong with society, and that's why this is such a viable market. You're talking about people who have fought their whole lives, and the most money they've made in, like, years are fighting a YouTuber who's now a boxer, okay? Mike Tyson says he's gonna, but Mike Tyson, Iron Mike, was on TV recently talking about fighting Jake Paul. Like, that's how strong our urge to watch people fight is. It's a big bag. Is there anybody you wouldn't pay to see fight? I would pay to see anybody fight, dude. That, I'm admitting that sickness, dude. Because fighting's one of those Kids things know, where old people know. Because fighting like, is honestly one of those things where, as much as you want to like feel like you know who's gonna win, there's always that chance that who you like. It's the highest drama. It's the it's highest drama. It's the there highest is. drama. And it's just like, yeah, what if, what if, what if the Paul kid knocks Mike Tyson out or knocks him down, like, it, or even stage bro. or. And we'll even if stage. even I'm if like it a moon is. landing guy, I'm gonna be like a moon landing guy. But even if it is done in the studio, <laughs> do you know anybody that was at the Jake Paul Mike Tyson fight? I'm gonna be doing all that stuff. Because think about it: if he did beat Tyson, think about the part two, how much money that would generate for everyone going no. around. If he beat and Tyson, how crazy I'm never it would be. Another one of these fucking things, dude. They're too dangerous. <laughs> Tyson's. Almost 60 years old. At what cost, man? Yeah, he's 60 years old. If if he beat Tyson, which he's not going to, I am not paying for a rematch because I don't need to subject myself to that. Now, having said that, though, this is a very robust little market they built here on people just fighting each other. Who would you want to see fight? <laughs> I'd love to see you fight somebody. <laughs> I don't want to fight anybody, dude. I really don't, dude. You know where I would love to fight somebody? In the privacy of my home. I've said this often. Like, the only risk of losing a fight is getting your ass kicked in front of people. That's the only risk of losing a fight. Like, at all. I mean... It's a pride thing. It's All it is is a pride thing. And at this age, you make a fucking... If somebody came to me and was like, hey, I want a million dollars to fight you, Chris, I'd be like, I'm good. I have two kids. You're too rich, though. And their not... opinion, I know, I'm just telling you, that my kids' opinions of me are too important. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no amount of money that I can put on my kids' opinion of me. And Daddy, you got beat up by... <laughs> by a fucking somebody that maybe shouldn't have beat you up. Who, like, you know, when you're a dad... That's pretty much everybody. You're like, you're supposed to until maybe like seven years old, your kid's supposed to believe that like nobody can beat you up. Me, I was pretty lucky. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think my dad might actually be able to whoop everybody. 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 I'd love to see a prime he, Howie Long whoo, up in Prime Charleston. Howie Long would make mince meat of Jake Paul. Yeah. Because <laughs> think about prime Howie Long. Prime Howie Long was actually a boxer. So they were starting on an even playing field and he was also like one of the biggest freaks in nature. 
your dad also in the in the, has in the game the heaviest hands probably some of the heaviest hands in america he's like a benevolent ap <laughs> yeah he's not trying to kill you with a handshake your dad has the big mario gloves without having yeah, mario yeah exactly gloves. exactly exactly <laughs> but it's a long list of people i would pay to see fight each other so speaking of famous, i'm not gonna be holier than now that's all i'm saying fuck you want to watch this fight go for it speaking of famous actors like howie long you guys seen any good movies or tv shows lately oh uh, speaking of new movies you guys owe me 3.99 for renting movies it's perfect perfect title it's just a dumb movie dumb and dumber is not like a classic movie like of any sort of the tale want to know what really chaps my ass go ahead you have the floor <laughs> you guys suggesting and hyping up a movie as terrible as dumb and dumber how could we like no one's ever liked it before i'm a huge jim carrey fan easily what's your favorite jim carrey movie the mask <laughs> <laughs> ah, the mask ah, 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 <laughs> somebody stop me <laughs> <laughs> I love The Mask. <laughs> and Liar Liar is a good movie also. Yes, it is. <laughs> this pen is royal blue. <laughs> See, those are good movies. I just remember the rant. There's two things I remember in that movie. The Liar Liar movie. One, that absolute babe in the movie. Yeah. It's not Jennifer Tilly. It's the one in the elevator. It's the one it's in the uh, elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and I also remember him, like, every time I have to pee. Swear to God, I thought about it today. I had to pee in the car multiple times but you how many times is it okay to tell a driver who you're paying you know like to pull over because i got a small bladder oh. i thought about the fucking the scene in liar liar where he's like your honor it's been you know research shows that if you hold your pee you know it can even stop you from having an erection i think about that all the time dude that was incredibly impactful for me as a kid i thought about it in class all the time and I was like, Jim Carrey is a liar because I can't get this thing to go down. And I hold my pee all the time. <laughs> fucking sitting in class in the morning, like middle school. Fucking, yeah, just sitting there. We got khakis on because we go to this fucking. Yeah. You, got, so, you got to tuck it underneath your belt. Oh, the tuck. You, you, do you know what we're talking about? Oh, 1000%. I used the like the, out of control little, though. Yeah, but it's out of control. I'm like, I'm looking at the Pythagorean theorem. Getting aroused. <laughs> what is with that? Get up and do a presentation. No, expel me. Oh my goodness! Like kick me out of school. No, I can't. You fuck my brain up, dude. Yeah, because you started talking about Liar Liar, which is a way better movie, Jim Carrey movie, know, than Dumb and I'm Dumber. Your take fuck my brain up. Yeah, like if I feel like I got TBI from this take, dude. It's all good. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so what did you know? All right. I understand it is inherently a, a white guy movie. Oh, man. And that's what you said. And that was your hypothesis. And I feel like you might have a little confirmation bias here. But what were there no funny parts? No, there was a few. Let me see. The salt shaker, sea bass. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, see? Huh? The sea bass. The, oh, he wrote down the parts he liked. The Listen, the sea bass coming back around and him being in the bathroom at 3.15 for man love. Yes, yes. And yes. Yes. Sea you didn't bass. laugh at the shitter scene, dude? <laughs> the shitter scene is, it's all right. Like, I can see that kind of like. 
Oh, try to explain that to Waylon, who loves you, absolutely adores you. That's his favorite movie scene. Is it really? Yes, dude. And and that is understandable for someone his age. It's yeah. it's it's children's comedy. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I and got you. our pets' heads are falling off. Oh my god! Like it's just like you have to be in the mood for that type of comedy. I definitely can see that it's a f- somewhat funny movie. What about in the fucking, uh, that was like you with the water. You get the analogy now when yeah. we were tubing, you was, had sunscreen the whole time. Yeah, gloves. You waited till three hours into the float to be like, hey, uh, pink man, you need you need some SPF? <laughs> that was at like- the end, when they're walking down the road and the bus full of uh, the girls go on the tour pull up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We didn't like what that. What did they scene? say? Two, those two lucky. So, dude, yeah, fine. those two must lucky, be two lucky, lucky guys. guys. <laughs> no. You know who okay. knows the entire movie? You know who knows every movie line that was ever made? Lane Johnson. Oh, my God. If goodness. Lane Johnson has, has one amazing talent, and it's unfair because he has two football, he, know, he also can commit any movie line to memory. Everybody's yeah. got a friend like that, and they just fire him at you. And you're like, I can't. One time we made it a bulldog and a shih tzu. We called it a bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> how about the how about the owl? Yeah, got hit in the face. The yeah, huh? See, huh? Good stuff. There's Samsonite. Two, there's two of them. Samsonite. One of, one of them has has Way a gun. Off. Did you pay the gas bill? That's what he asked. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pills are good. Pills are good. There's he was dying, bro. They gave him the rat poison. Oh my god! Spoilers, spoilers. Right? There's spoilers. definitely, definitely some, some good parts. But what have you been watching, Chris? So I've been watching Ozark. So you might want to plug your fucking ear holes because I'm going to tell you what happened. And anybody who's in the car that's riding around thinking what happens at the end of season four of Ozark? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! When we had if Chad Johnson this, on, we asked, hurt. Uh, we asked him if he thought that uh, one of the birds passed away, dies yeah. in season four. Yeah. So any day now for Wendy, like I hope a suitcase falls out of the sky and just crushes her. I don't care that she went to that hospital for a night. doesn't change anything for me. It's all part of a ploy for her. Everything's about her. She's just, she's the worst. She's the worst of the worst. The problem with Wendy Bird is Wendy Bird, in actuality, cannot separate her personal trials and tribulations from her business job, uh, the one that she chose, which is working for the cartel. The irony is, Bateman is the one that everybody's like, hey, fucking nut up, do this, you need to do that. But he's actually businesslike. Wendy Bird, you know, it's about her, her grudge with her dad. You know, that almost blew the whole game. It was about her grudge with Ruth. That almost blew the whole game. She's out here acting like she's the cold calculating one. She's got nothing on Walter White, dude. Or fucking Walter White's wife, for that matter. I don't even remember what, what she ended up. I don't know, man. I hate Wendy Bird. Now, Laura Lenny is doing a great job. She did a great job. Let me tell you this about Ozark. Can I set the stage here, Reed? I did not know that's the end of the show. I, after the fact, found out that that was the end of the show. Last season. Yeah. Missed that. So when it ended, are we positive? Hey, at least let's no, take away. No, it's let's not Game of Thrones bad, but they, they did not stick the landing. They were on such a heater. Reed. But let me tell you, 
Oh, so this came out. This came out, Pierre. It wasn't like all all episodes out at once, right? So you couldn't start at eight, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I we binged didn't do it. that. I binged okay. it. Honestly, the oh, better. The, I binged it. I binged it. But we it. didn't. So let's. That's a positive. We didn't start at episode eight. We started at episode one. Well, yeah, which is good because I did that with Succession. I did that with Long Strange Trip as well. Uh, I think I was episode five out of the gate, and Jerry Garcia was getting back together with uh, his first wife, and I was like, this is, oh, they're doing a backwards thing. Here's a, here's, his first girlfriend. Here's a better question. All the dudes were dying. I'm like, damn, you're just going to kill off Grateful Dead in the first scene, dude. No, I I was I did episode five. So here's a, here's a better question. Yeah. What se- series have you watched and enjoyed at the end of it you thought, like, it stuck the landing? Because I feel as us as a consumers, like we we, we, we need to be perfect. We we Justified. never like we always we always have something. Even the series that we love, we're always like a lot of people. Like the majority is like, well, the ending could have been better. And it's like, so think what series have you watched? And you're like, you know what? Start to finish, like they they stuck the landing. It was great. Justified. The Justified. Wire. I really like the Wire. So Justified read. What is the show I, I think you like tried watching. Oh, you tried it? I didn't hate it. I just couldn't fall in love with it. What is it so about? So how many did you do the first season? <clears throat> Maybe two. Okay. It's been the a long time. The first two are cuz they each have yeah, their yeah. own individual uh kind of villains. 3 through I think 6 or 7. It's all um Win Duffy and the Dixie Mafia and all these yeah. other kind of guys. They come to the forefront. So I got to give it a chance. I think you should okay. give it a chance. I don't know okay. if anyone else has seen it, but Boyd Crowder. Boyd Crowder is probably my favorite character. He's Raylan's nemesis. Okay. He is the best written character. Whoever wrote the lines for that character is absolutely phenomenal. I would like the people that wrote Deadwood to fuck themselves <laughs> because it is really hard to follow. Speaking of like cowboy TV shows and I will try justified again, I guess. I don't know, man. Game of Thrones had trouble. Big trouble sticking the landing. Huge. Big trouble. Huge. Big trouble, dude. Sopranos is iffy. Sopranos, I'm going to be objective for a second. I'm just kind of railing against the Sopranos for the fuck of it. When I say I hate the ending, it's a cop-out. Actually, in actuality, when you look at the way other shows end oftentimes, like, it wasn't that bad. No, it was definitely good, in my opinion. So, <laughs> so Kingston wins, dude. But... You know, Breaking Bad, I didn't even think, like, there were times at the end of Breaking Bad where I was like, this is a bridge too far, man. Like, I don't need to see Walter living in a cabin. You know, the finale scene was just too much for me. I thought Breaking Bad lost believability in that last season. It got too ridiculous. Fuck, it was hard to believe for the whole (laughs) thing to me. (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, it did. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's hard to stick the landing. But here's my biggest problem with Ozark. Earmuffs. Matt, seriously, bro, cover your fucking ears, man. I'm, gonna, I'm whispering this because Matt's in the room. Matt, can you hear me right now? Can you hear me right now? All right, he can't hear me. He's not responding. They killed the best character in the show. They killed the best character in the show. Well, can I ask you a question? Because ca- I've seen the first three seasons. Yeah. And so if they don't really stick the line, should I invest and watch that fourth season? Yes. It's a great season, but you might be disappointed. That's all I'll say. I, let's not spoil it. Let's save, <laughs> save it. Perfect. I'll watch it. We'll talk We're also about we it. all watched uh, the Sandler th- movie. Yeah, Hustle on Hustle. Netflix. Hustle, love it. I'm just gonna say this, bro. 
not gay, right? Happy Pride Month and all, not gay. But my man Wancho, he took up all the air in the room. I could feel the the women weren't breathing. You know, fuck, oh, dude. The, oh, yeah, the, the head, the the yeah, dude. The, this guy's a stud, bro. He's the type of guy. He's in the movie. You're like, this is awkward, especially because you know most fucking uh, these Hollywood actors are like short kings. So I can at least be like, yeah, guy's shorter than me. Whatever. Yeah, you had to tuck it into your pants again. No, but this guy, like, I'm like, look, it's one of those things where you're like, you're like, this guy's, this guy's too handsome to be a basketball player. They, the, they, this is the, an actor. And then the Man, he's really tall. He's good at basketball. I'm like, oh, this is watch. I'm like, God damn it. My wife's probably checking this motherfucker out. Oh, and then he talks. He just talks. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of unfair being Spanish. I feel like, dude, you just fucking, and then you're tall and you're Spanish. And then you can play ball really well. <laughs> so I'm just saying that that was, and he did a good job. I'll just say that. Like, Wancho, I didn't know, I didn't know who he was. I, I'm not I an didn't NBA know until head. after that they were real teammates in real life. Him and what you call, right? They're, yeah, him they're, and Anthony Edwards. Played did you know that? In Minnesota. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 How yeah. crazy is that? Yeah. Like, they're like, and I found that out after, and I was like, that's amazing. That's like hilarious. It makes it better. And it just makes you think. I wonder if they really had any of those type of interactions yeah. because <laughs> Anthony Edwards definitely seems like that type of player and dude that he was. Kind of method acting. He's maybe. method acting. I feel like now. I, I also hear that he's just more like funny. He's not going to be as crude as yeah. Saying everything that that's um, what they were saying at the when they were practicing with the Timberwolves, they would like chirp back and forth to each other, not anything like that, but yeah. um, make fun of each other. And then in between takes, when they were filming movies, they were playing like horse and everything, like in between shots and stuff. They were just dribbling on the sidelines and hanging out together. I thought the I thought the movie was solid, man. Like I thought it was solid. I'm not gonna say like every corner of the thing was like elite it was kind of you know a family no. movie but yeah. it was a family movie the that was, was like it's kind of simple like kind of silly you yeah. didn't have to think too hard but what made the movie like pretty good for me was the basketball scenes were good and the cameos from all these different basketball players were a lot of fun right that's right. what i love the overseas basketball scene the outside pickup and just giving like just giving a different view of kind of like what's going on in the basketball world and just like for a scout, like if you're really deep into it, what, what, what some of these scouts have to do to find some of these players like from all over the world. I guess that's true. For sure. Adam because, Sandler said it is. I mean, at I'm, the end, no, I'm like, I'm with you. I was, I'm like kind of. When you see how diverse the, the, the NBA is, you have yeah. to think at some point, like even going back to watching um, Blue Chips when they find Shaq. Yeah. It's just like you think about that and you're like, oh, like, does this really happen? And absolutely it happens. Like there's someone playing basketball on uh, a milk crate or whatever like that somewhere that realistically, if you get them in the right coach and the right training, they probably can fend for themselves or make themselves a lot of money playing in the NBA or making the D League or whatever it is. You got Shaq playing like pickup like a hundred miles into the Everglades on like a, on like a, on like a swamp boat or something, bro. They, he was well, out of high school. Wasn't he in blue chips? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was in college when he appeared in it, which is a great movie too. Blue chips. Awesome. Awesome basketball movie. But that was cool. Just to imagine that there are undiscovered great hoopers and there probably are dude. There's probably a ton of like, I mean, you talk about, uh, NBA, Africa, and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, there's going to be some amazing players. Jadakiss said it in a song. 
there's a guy up north in jail that's probably better than Jordan. Right. Well, that <laughs> we knew that to be true in America, but with the game, how global it's gotten, bro. Like, I'm just imagining pickup games in Spain now, anywhere. Like, which I didn't imagine <laughs> them would be that cool. What what country? What, what is the there first a, guy came out there and you're like, this is the guy. Is there a stat yeah. for like the like overall like biggest country like with like people like height wise? The tallest like, so, countries, yeah. I want to say it's one of the Northern yes. European countries. Yeah, like, so yeah, like countries. I wonder like there, like what kind of like like deep in the like people who like don't want to be bothered, but they're probably just At like- basketball? Yeah, I got just bad having, news, I think. Having like the crazy, crazy think, pickup games. I got games. bad news, I don't think the I've Finnish, seen the Swedish Jordan, he's not that good. I, I think oh, they're yeah? more like that that Haas guy, the, the, the Haas guy that they passed up on and they were glad they passed up on. The Sixers, the fictional Sixers. By the way, Ben Foster was like a Monopoly villain. He's so good. He's a great He's a actor. Great actor. He is, but in this role, they overdid the Monopoly villain. Is all I'm saying. He was very, he was very proper. I don't want to shit on Ben Foster. I was going to cast. This him is the this is the son. This is the the owner's son who takes over. I'm so afraid to say anything about like a yeah, character man. that was written yeah. for Ben Foster. Like I'm not even saying he was poorly acted. Ben Foster was so fucking good in Lone Survivor. I'm afraid to criticize any of his other roles because in my brain he's basically in the military that's how good he was in lone survivor i have to double check ben ben foster's not in the military he never was in the military no but he would make me believe he's been in there but bro he was just so good and i said say it actually has fucked up my brain because um i'm afraid to criticize this role i'm not saying the role was bad i'm not saying you know he it was poorly acted it was just the monopoly man was a little bit heavy on his character yeah, that's y'all were like Ben Foster is great. I was like, man, fuck, dude, did I like violate a code? Because he's practically. Yeah, if you're gonna criticize the movie, it's it's the writing that you could criticize. It's the writing, some of the writing was a little like, it's not how I imagine conversations going. You know, like a lot of plot share too. Like they were like, hey, uh, Jet was like, remember when we were freshmen mm -hmm. at Villanova? Yeah, you hate exposition. Or, exposition, I hate exposition. This was an exposition fest, yep. dude. But Adam Sandler's great. He continues to be great. Um, yeah, like probably fun to like, see Philly too. Yeah, probably a somewhat like what low budget film that probably got like real good like returns. I would think. No, like, I don't think it was low budget. Bro. I think the budget's pretty high. Yeah, think about all the fucking. It was well shot. I mean, it was pretty well shot. And you had the was that hill in Maniunk? You guys don't know Philly like that, but I think my in laws were talking about. They know that hill. Um, and there was a bunch of landmarks too. Well, were they making allusions to Rocky, like when the training Maybe stuff yeah. was happening? Yeah, in Philly? yeah, yeah. When it's he ambitious. ran to the top of the stairs and he started throwing punches, and it's then Adam Sandler was throwing punches in the car. It's ambitious. Oh, yeah. It's ambitious. But yeah, it was it was a solid movie. Dirk Nowitzki's FaceTime. Dirk kind of <laughs> mailed it in. Can I say that? You you can. Okay. Those are two guys I'd love to have on the pod. Ben Foster, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, we just fucking, we just canceled that. <laughs> I'm on my knees, man. I'm begging, dude. I'm not having Wancho on the pod then because I bet you my wife's going to watch and be like, oh, I listened to that pod today. <laughs> she watched it on YouTube probably. Fuck, dude. I, I, was, I, I even felt awkward being like, yeah, he's, he's hot, right? Yeah, fuck, yeah. I felt awkward saying that, dude. The, the women just stopped breathing. Fucking guy's tall. Fuck him. Reed, you said you saw the new Elvis movie, right? I did. I saw the new Elvis movie. Austin Butler.
plays uh, the title character, and it is wonderful. And the first, like, within the first 20 minutes, I was unsure of how good it was going to be because um, it did a lot of jumping all over the place and a lot of interesting movement within the first 20, 20 minutes or so. Like but, Long Strange Trip. That's right. It's a, it's a Baz Luhrmann movie, right? Yep. And... Um, Austin Butler is absolutely wonderful as Elvis. They kind of run through his whole relationship with Colonel Tom Parker. Um, they hit his uh, coming up, his kind of getting famous, skip through the his kind of mega fame and find his when his career was, quote unquote, in the toilet, as he says in the movie. And then they hit the Christmas special. And then most of the movie is his uh, residency in the uh, international in Las Vegas. So Elvis is a guy I don't know a lot about. The music, you would love the music in this movie. Gary Clark Jr.'s in it. Yola's in it. Yeah. Um, they they did a great job of intertwining the music that Elvis grew up on, Arthur Crudup, um, other you know uh, famous Mahalia Jackson, other famous musicians at the time. Combine that with his music, combining it with current today music like doja cat did a song took a sample from a a mahalia jackson song and then that was that song was in the movie and they did a really good job of intertwining all that music um throughout the film were they hard on him yes yeah yeah they they because i always think about like the late well here i say i don't know much about elvis i'm just saying i'm not like a huge elvis guy but i Mm -hmm. would love to know more about him so i will watch but like what I do know about him is the like the latter years you couldn't even recognize him. Yeah, so they didn't focus on his kind of decline when he did get overweight and he, he they did go deep into like the pills and how the pills yeah. took him down. Um, but it was mostly about how his manager Colonel Tom Parker kind of had this control on him, how right. he had too much power over Elvis. Yeah, who plays uh, Colonel Tom in the um, movie? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks does a very good job, uh, and you you almost oh. can't recognize him because he really he, they yeah they do a fat suit and face mm-hmm. all this stuff big nose, um, but he he does a really good job. And then at the end, the best part is at the end when they use actual footage of uh, Elvis singing Unchained Melody at the International, yeah. um, like his probably his last performance where he is overweight and he is he can barely stand, but he's sitting at the piano and he's playing and he sings this song so absolutely phenomenally um that's how the movie ends and it's uh it's really spectacular so when elvis was singing this might be a dumb question but they're just having lip syncing like the character or what In, did i miss so, something no Sorry. they have um when he's young in the movie, when the when he's young, Awesome Butler does the singing. But when Elvis is older in the movie, it is actually Elvis's singing voice. Okay. So they overdub when yeah, he's yeah, older, yeah. but when he's younger, through probably the Christmas special, it's Awesome Butler's actual singing voice. And then that final song when he sings an Unchained Melody, that's actual video from the actual event. Would you rather have been Elvis or John Lennon? Like, in their prime. In their primes. No girlfriends. No GFs. El- Elvis, for sure. Yeah, because all those British women. <laughs> yeah. No offense and- <laughs> to them. God, you guys sound amazing. But the other thing, what they went into, Elvis but- never did an international tour. He was offered millions and millions and millions, and spoiler alert, 
but he did not do an international tour because Colonel Dom Tom Parker could not that's, leave the country. Oh my God, Reed! That's why I love his rendition of "I've Never Been to Spain" because yeah. it's from the heart. Right? Hmm. He'd never really never been to. <laughs> He's Spain. really hmm. never been there. Hmm. Must be shit yep it's all making sense now go out and watch it it's it's a really well done movie you'll like the first 20 minutes you're unsure and then it really gets rolling and the, i mean the best part is that they include music and the influences on his music uh at the beginning of the movie like B, there's a bb king character yeah he's in there um arthur crudup as i mentioned well there was uh some there was some sentiment with elvis that he kind of got too much credit and cultural yeah yeah i didn't want to say that term you know outright I was, but yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah. i didn't want to ruin reed's story but no I well wanted his... to, i wanted to ask if they if they said he stole a lot of stuff from a lot of black did he steal or was then. he just so heavily influenced that he like well nah, his nah, the song that made he him just famous stole songs yeah the, i don't the, know that that's what i'm wondering the song that made him famous he recorded an arthur crudup song but even like a lot of a lot of times, just like it's happening now, like just in the music industry, like it was said that he got away with a lot of stuff that now, like with copywriting and yes. things like that, that came into yeah. play later, like he kind of capitalized and got away with and made a career off of it. Yeah. Whereas the people that he kind of took that music from that, hey, it's okay if he made a career. They should have been getting kickbacks, and their family probably right. still should be getting kickbacks. Right. That I was talking I'm more about, sure. like taking you know black influence and running with it and getting so much credit. Oh, but no, yeah, he was he was taking he was taking more to he was taking songs. He was taking more than influence. Black everything. artists solely black artists or just like across the board. I mean, I guess by virtue of the song that yeah, his influence he blew up on. Um, it's an Arthur Crudup song, like unauthorized usage. Yes. Yeah, that's well. Hard. So what they Sun Records? He he got famous because he recorded with Sun Records. He he recorded this Arthur Crudup song, and that got play all over the radio. That's how he got discovered. Arthur Crudup never got any royalties from him singing this song, from him playing the yeah, song. That's from fucked, any, yeah, that's Yeah. So yeah. And then just before we get some mailbag, I've been watching the show Alone on the History Channel, <sighs> watching our local guy Tom Garsting just yeah. dominating. Lynchburg killed a rabbit. Uh, Scottsville, I think. Oh, there was. I thought there was a guy from Lynchburg on there too. I see, maybe Jordan. an old one. There was. Yeah, we had yeah. him on the show. Oh, really? Season yeah, I six. had him on the show, and during the pandy. Yep. Oh, he got the bro came on. Bro, bro, blessed us with some survival tips. He also grew up uh, jumping on trains, trains, and him how, his brother would ride trains. And how so would you? Train. How would you, this guy? Reed, Tom. Yep. Actually, Reed, how would you fit in on something like that? On like something like alone? I don't think I would let that last very long. Really? I get, nah. If it's that cold and that kind of stuff, I, yeah. I, my survivors survival skills. Aren't what is it for? Two hundred fifty k though. I mean, yeah, it's I can not train. like you can just stay. Like, you have to die have for very specific yeah. skills, or yeah. you will not like get these. Fed. These people, like no Jordan, <laughs> take Jordan for example. He's been hunting and catching and been, like living off the land is, is since he was like a kid. I probably won't last seven hours. You could do seven. Fuck no. Depends on what time you get dropped off without food. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> okay. I did see a guy quit on the first guy on the first day one time. Yeah. Why not? 
Well, did he like lose a key item? <laughs> no, he thought he heard a bear and he was just real scared. Hey Ooh. man, fuck, I'd be out there homesick, man. I love my yeah. wife. All right, let's hit this mailbag. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I got my own mailbag, and it is about Mickey Mantle. It looks to be true, and if it is, I think. if it is, it's hilarious, and it's about the Yankees asking some former players to write about their best moment <laughs> in Yankee Stadium, and Mickey Mantle <laughs> writes... I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankees bullpen. And then by the whole bullpen. And then it says <laughs> like it, it, this is this no, is this no. the, this is the event and Next then it says the but look then it says to to write and give as much detail as you can about yes. this event. And in that section and he does. He goes It was about the 3rd or 4th inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. I said, I don't know. I'm no cocksucker. (laughs) This is what Mickey Mantle wrote. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I feel like that might not be true. This feels like one of those things that could certainly be true but it's the sharing of it (laughs) you know i think it's savage i think it's it was 1940 yeah this is at a time too where (laughs) this is at a time where there's no clubhouse to go hang out in like that was the clubhouse probably holding hands is going steady and this guy's getting he's getting blowjobs people were dying man the mortality rates were off the charts so you had to you had to fuck man you had to it was the great depression oh you were going off to war the the old saying was fuck them if you got them yeah apparently in his biography he said that he fucked everything and anything Okay, Reed, so this sounds, yeah. He even I mean, hit on the eventual author of his biography while she was interviewing him. Yeah, the guy was a whore. Mickey Mantle. He's just a, he was a man whore. All right, mailbag time. First up, we got Jakers asks, kill, marry, or fuck Casino Robert De Niro, meet the parents Robert De Niro, or Raging Bull Robert De Niro. I'm out of this. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen raging bull oh that's why dude you should trust see me that. that's a great movie. you're gonna want to fuck him <laughs> i'm not oh saying goodness. it like dumb and dumber is a great movie like raging bull is a great movie you I'm guys just, you guys I think by the i think but by you the guys ro- say so think, many things are a great movie so your credibility it's is not going, a great movie it's going it's not down a great movie. it's a disturbing movie both I'm can disturbed. be true both yeah no true. question but for me it's not a great movie because i'm just like 
there's not a time that I'm ever like, I'd like to set this, you know, two hours aside and watch Robert De Niro in black and white beat up his girlfriend. No, but I will watch the scene with Sugar Ray Robinson and him fighting in Madison Square Garden. It's cool. I mean, like, listen, this is where I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just not that much of a film buff. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a Raging Bull guy. I think you got to fuck that guy, though, because usually in this, in this game, when in doubt, fuck the crazy or the aggressive, right? Like, and that's clearly. Yeah, that's the crazy. Jake LaMotta, dude. By the way, Jake LaMotta in Fight Night was that guy. Do you remember Fight Night? Yeah, he was a How problem. serious he used to get? Fight Night? Mm-hmm. We talk about that? The game? Seeing a lot of people fight over Fight Night. <coughs> yeah, the, the, the EA Sports game back in the early 2000s, man. We used to, people would be, it would spill into the parking lot. I was never good at that game, so I never used to wait around for the controller, but a lot of people used to wait around a while to, to, right a while to get on that controller when you wait when you wait a while to get oh my god dude you, you can't lose you would get drunk waiting for your next turn like you'd be in there pre-gaming and by the time your next turn came around like you were too drunk to win in fight night now thinking about that it's no it's no surprise that gaming is like a professional sport now because if you think about it like when you're with a group of people like like you can have a crowd of people watching you play a game and you can be in a room watching yeah. someone that you know is going to beat every person in there. And there's something about it to watch it happen. It's primal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very primal. It's primal. <laughs> That's it makes, funny. That's weird. It unlocks That's something deep inside. Yeah, but answer. So, so you're going you're gonna to fuck? R- Raging Bull. Okay. I guess, right? I would definitely murder the Jake LaMotta character because he's like a spousal abuser so if i'm married to him or even fucking him like that's probably not very good so murdering him. <laughs> he just i don't i don't how big was jake lavada probably like a buck 90. yeah i'm not worried about it <laughs> 250 but i hear you i would definitely marry ace rothstein from casino do you remember that like ginger gets the keys to the casino she's like a queen at yeah. the property that's what i was thinking you marry so you definitely yeah. marry and he's a sucker too he gives yeah, her like yeah. four million dollars in jewelry exactly. just for like being married yeah, to him yeah, like what yeah, the yeah. hell and then i guess i'm fucking that crazy cia dude from meet the parents you gotta kill that guy dude you gotta kill that guy yeah he's got a little secret bunker we can fuck in. nobody finds oh out God, it's all dude. good <laughs> These are tough. With Jinxie Cat. <laughs> What's the funniest story you've ever heard about a coach? Yeah, a guy used to shit himself on the treadmill. Just on purpose. <laughs> this coach will go unnamed. But what like saving time? Hell? Don't know what, what, what he was into to where he would be walking on the treadmill, have to shit. This is a coach that was years before me. So I played with a guy that... that White guy? Know, yeah. Well, I don't know the race of this coach. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. What What is it with white people and shitting, like places that you shouldn't be shitting? <laughs> what do you mean? It's a It's a common theme now on the show. Like we talk, like like PFT Amber talking Heard. about sh- like shitting, like in the water. Yeah. Amber Heard shitting in the bed, <laughs> and then like now, like you're telling me a coach is like like willingly shitting on on a treadmill? No, in his pants. In his pants on a treadmill, though. They said the guy just like, it just, you know, if he had to go bad enough, he was like, I got to finish my workout. 
Well, put put another thing on the on the code break list. <laughs> this is this is this is God's law, dude. You don't do this. This isn't even like a social norm, dude. Like you just don't shit your pants on a treadmill. You don't shit your pants as an adult purposely anywhere. So yeah, this is pretty disturbing. When I heard about that, when wow. I heard about that, yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I, I can't even make this shit up. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, dude. Shit jokes. <laughs> no, I promise you, this guy. I trust this guy. I have it on good authority. There was an NFL coach that that at least on one occasion purposely shit himself on a treadmill. Now some coach is gonna write me and be like, "That's not fair." To now, now everybody's wondering if it's me. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. All right, another mailbag question: What office job would Chris and Doctor Fax have in an alternate life? This is from Bobcat Bill. Bobcat Bill, it's a good question because I have never considered actually working in an office. I don't think I'm good enough to do it. I don't think I'm organized enough to work in an office. I guess this is an office. TPS reports. I don't you know what the fuck. What, what you got? You've worked in an office of sorts, Reed. I have. What am I doing in the office? Be brutal. <laughs> Be brutally honest, dude. <laughs> Just fucking kill, uh, kill me now. I'm gonna be the HR manager. <laughs> oh, you for sure are, dude. I get the snoop. Now we just can't. I get, yeah. I get the you, snoop. I get to find out about yeah, all the employees hooking up. Two it, people with an issue would come to you, and you just keep needling uh -huh. and, and exasperate the issue. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. It'd that's be exactly great. Right. Why, why are you on Facebook on your computer? <laughs> like all that stuff, because that's what the people have to worry about. Like at the office, like. All the extra stuff you're doing on the company phone. Bro, if you were an HR manager <laughs> at my office, I would be I would avoid you like the plague, bro. Just telling you. Office would be on point. What does he though? want to talk to me about, dude? What did I do? Office would be on point. Oh my god. I'll let you know, Blake, hey, that twenty five minutes you spent on Facebook, hey man, that could have been three more sales. Get it together. But you also smile all the time, and that nothing bothers me more than when somebody smiles the whole fucking time, and they're telling you that something's not good, like your performance isn't good. Just fucking lay it on me. Don't smile. You'd be a smiley HR guy. NFL coaches are great at that, by the way. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, Reed, what am I doing in an office? I was going to say, if you worked in a... Um like informational office you'd be great like if you're like oh someone's like a travel center yeah. like someone's traveling from out of town here to charlottesville and you're like oh go check out this place check yes. out this place yes check out this selling people on experience yes exactly yeah that's exactly. good that's good or, that's like, not an office go sorry well hey there might be a couple offices that are like that they pop in and yeah. there's like oh hey go see jim if you yeah. want to yeah. or go see chris chris knows all the spots chris knows all the local dives that's right. But you don't like talking on the phone because it's like you could maybe be like well, piggybacking off what he's saying. You could probably be like a digital assistant. Oh, what do what, they do? You just like like what he said, like if people need to know about reservations or where they can go in Charlottesville, like you, can, you could do it digitally. You could pick up the phone or you can, hey. I scheduled you I here. Feel like, yeah, I, I, be, I feel like I'd be pretty good at the front desk, man. Yeah, Honestly, I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say receptionist. I'd be pretty good at the fucking front desk. You're pretty dude. good with like people that you don't know. Yeah. Like the first time you meet them. Yep. Especially in that circumstance, nobody would be, I would, I would revel in being the gatekeeper for somebody. Oh man. 
just to tell people that he's not available. Damn, I would get so off on that. You're shit, one dude. of those guys. See that? Fuck yeah. Those are the guys we get mad at. You're the guy. You're the bouncer at the club. No, I'm not the bouncer at the club. Yes, it is the gatekeeper. No, 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 not yes. to, to look for a physical altercation. I'm no, not, not the guy that. Not that. But, somebody but, out of, um, but you're looking down the line, and you can think in your head, "Oh, I'm, I can't wait to deny this guy because he has sneakers on." No, no, no. That's <laughs> not it. It's more. It's more. It's more uh, like. I've got a movie role for you in the next Entourage movie, you're Lloyd's replacement. Lloyd? You're Ari Gold's next assistant. Okay. Assistant. Lloyd. You're telling everybody, oh, no, he can't, not available, not available. I'd love to not do available. that. And oh, it would be oh, perfect. Oh, Ari Gold would be like walk around with him. Talking about having to tuck it. I'd Ari have Gold. to tuck it all day long having <laughs> it. You're just telling people to fuck off. No, we can't. No. He's got six meetings today. Oh, I'd be super be cool, too. And yeah. people, I love, you know what I love? Is like if somebody's really mad at me, just like not reacting and being like, "Can I take a message?" <laughs> you know that type of thing is right up my alley. Yeah. I would never get mad. I would never yell back. You could get as personal as you wanted on the phone. I'm just doing my job. I'm the gatekeeper. What are you doing about someone who's not taking no for an answer and said, "You know what? I'll sit right here in the lobby until he comes out." All right. Would you like a magazine? <laughs> Sit here all day. I'm a, and my guy is gonna have a back door that you can get out if somebody. And you should talk lobby. to him. You should while he's sitting there just yeah. talk to him, but then stop the conversation <laughs> randomly. Yeah, and then dude. pick it up again. Just be awkward as fuck. We're the only two <laughs> yeah. people in the auto, in the little uh, in the little foyer, uh, and it's echoey uh, and it's awkward. Any companies out there that want to let let me be HR guy and, be and Chris the door guy. and Chris be the door guy? Oh, let us but if know. I like you. Man, we'll talk about baseball, what happened last night in the basketball game. We'll talk about like... Here's a question. Who walks in that would compromise you like doing your job lead duties? Like what celebrity? Like what celebrity walks to the door for a meeting at your office that you might... You might be shell shocked, like ask for a picture, something that you're not supposed oh, I, to do I at break, work. I really don't you break don't? character. No one. I don't believe it. Willie Nelson walks in to see your boss. Nah, I'm gonna give Willie like a, an eighth. I'm gonna be like, listen, you're gonna have to wait a little bit, but I do have something in my car for you, free of tax. I finally saw this movie with Willie Nelson called Thief. It's fucking good. Willie Nelson's good in it. Beef. Thief. Oh. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Beef. Watching a movie called Beef. Beef. Starring Willie Nelson. Nah, it's the Kyle Long biopic. Nate, thanks for hanging out. We're just in here churning out content. So, that's what we do, man. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. And so are you. I mean, that was gold, guys. We really put it all out, out on the floor there. All right. Well, we will be back Friday with uh, Billy Football. Maybe. Can't wait. Maybe. <laughs> Billy Football. Thank you.